welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. This doesn't happen a lot with the life of Riley, but we have a reused script today. The first time this script was used was in episode 97 of The Life of Riley, and it was entitled Riley's Tonsillectomy. It originally aired on January 26, 1946. Now, it was a common practice for shows when, I don't know, maybe the writers had writer block or they just thought it'd be fun to do it again. I, I don't know the exact reasons behind it, but there is a lot of shows that detective shows, comedy shows, westerns that would reuse scripts a little while later. Some of them did it exactly the same the first time and the second time they reused it, but this one, it's, it's also called Riley's Tonsillectomy, but if you compare the two shows, you'll notice some changes have been made to the script in this most recent one, but the plot and most of the dialogue remains largely unchanged. So this is one of the cases where they try to change it up a little bit so that it's not a complete repeat. But anyway, it's still pretty funny, and honestly, I don't uh, remember back to episode 97 of The Life of Riley. <laughs> I listened to part of it, but anyway, I think everybody will still enjoy this version, which is the 219th episode of The Life of Riley, which originally aired on November 12, 1948. Chester A. Riley had weathered many a storm in his turbulent life. But one squall that really got him down will live long in his memory. It all happened when he forgot to take his lunch box to work with him one day. And so, instead of his wife's home cooking, Riley had lunch at Gus's Greasy Grotto. Riley ordered the blue plate special, boned mackerel, but the cook had pulled a boner. Result, Riley had a run-in with a stubborn fishbone. And now we find him back at the aircraft plant in the infirmary being examined by the company doctor. I'm broken. I'm strangulation. I can't breathe. Give me oxygen. Now, now, Riley, it can't be as bad as all that. Now, just sit still tell me what happened. I swallowed a fish and he stabbed me. <laughs> is that all? A little fishbowl. Little. The whole fin is stuck on my throat with part of the rudder. <laughs> I can't get any air through my gills. Give, give me oxygen. Now open your mouth, Mr. Riley, and we'll take a look. They are. Oh. What's the matter? Now he's trying to go upstream. <laughs> oh, that bone. It must be a yard long. It hurts worse when I'm sitting down. Now relax, Riley. There is no bone lodged in your throat. It only made a little scratch. It'll be all right in a few hours. Oh, or just a little scratch. Yeah. Oh, gee, that's great. Well, thanks, Doc. I'd better go back and finish the fish. That lunchroom don't give no rebates. I want you to leave on the place. I'll... Uh, just a second, Riley. It yeah. seems that you have a condition much more serious than a fish bowl. I have? A chicken bowl? No, now open your mouth again, please. Say ah. Ah. Wider. Hmm. Ah. Mmm. Doc, is it that serious? 
Well, not too serious. That is, if you have them taken out right away. Taken out? How can you see my appendix from way up here? <laughs> no, not your appendix, Riley. Your tonsils. Oh, is that all? No, I don't think I'll bother having them taken out. I've had them tonsils since I was a kid. They've become sort of attached to me. Now, look here, Riley. If you don't have those tonsils out immediately, serious complications might develop. Otitis media, septicemia, rheumatic endocarditis, quinsy. Quinsy? Uh, certainly. You see that an operation is really necessary. Operation? Oh, can I just cure myself? Uh, maybe if I read that book, The uh, Quinsy Report. <laughs> Riley, in your case, an operation is specifically indicated. Operation? Well, I... I, I, Can't I just wait till they get ripe and drop off? (laughs) Now, stop acting like an infant, Riley. A tonsillectomy is as simple as ABC. You just take a small instrument about no bigger than this, and then snip, snip, and they're out. I'll make a reservation for you at the hospital. Okay, Doc. Let's say next year. <laughs> no, tomorrow. Those tonsils must come out where they're almost as big as billiard balls. Billiard balls? Now, stop being so nervous. <laughs> well, I ain't nervous. I just don't like the idea of you doctors shooting pool with my tonsils. <laughs> oh, hello, dear. I'm glad you're home early. Hello, Dumplin. Hiya, Pop. Hello, Daddy. Hello, children. I hope you're hungry, dear. I picked something that... Well, Riley, what's the matter? I can tell by your face there's something wrong. Nothing's wrong. Everything's great. Daddy, what is it? Oh, tell me, dear. I... I'm a sick man. Riley. Oh, no, dear. Oh, you better sit down, Pa. Help me to that chair, please. Yes, dear. Oh, Riley. Here's the pillow, Pa. Thanks. Daddy, shall I put on your slippers? Okay, but you'll find them a little too big for you. (laughs) I I just can't stand it. What happened? I saw the doctor today. The doctor? About what? Stop, Peg. You've got to be brave. Prepare yourself for a shock. Oh, sweetheart, what is it? Lots of things. Otitis medium... Rheumatic end of carditis <laughs> and September semia. Oh, oh, nice, oh, oh, Riley. Uh, that's what I'll get if I don't have my tonsils out. Tonsils? Yeah. Is that all? Oh, Daddy, I'm free. I thought you were going to kick the bucket. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't sound so disappointed. Yeah, go ahead. Everybody laugh. Yeah. I'm glad my tonsils tickle you. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear, but there's nothing to a tonsil operation. No, nah, nothing, she says. They're just going to hook my throat from ear to ear and rip out my tonsils. <laughs> that's nothing. Oh, now, Pop, they may not even cut them off. Why, I knew a kid at school once he had his burned out. Burned out? <laughs> That's until nobody's going to shove no blowtorch down my throat. 
Well, they ain't going to get me. I ain't going to that hospital. No, sir. Brownie, it's an absolutely minor operation. Yes, Brownie, be sensible. If your tonsils have to go, they have to go. Yeah, but I don't want to go with them. You're just exaggerating things in your mind, Daddy. Gee, Papa, I never thought you'd be a coward. Who's a coward? I'm just scared, that's all. I mean, uh, about your mother and you kids. Here you all are, alone. And tomorrow morning, I go to that hospital. Oh, cheer up, Pop. We'll get along without you. What? <laughs> I mean, can you come home? Of course, dear. Now, don't worry about us. We'll be all right. Yeah, uh, Okay, I, I feel better now. You ought to know by now that I'm no coward. I'm not afraid of anything or anybody. Remember the time in Ebbets Field when that big six-foot umpire got the licking of his life? I was one of the 12 guys that did it. <laughs> Sure, Pop. I'm sorry. You're no coward. Not sure. After all, what is it? To a little console operation. The doc told me exactly how they do it. Of course. There's nothing to worry about. Of course. You see, they just take this knife. It's about as big as, as from here to where Junior's standing. <laughs> and they shove it down my throat. And then they chop. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it was like this. I, I was worried. I didn't notice you was missing until suddenly the belt line started going faster. <laughs> well, you see, I, I had some trouble. Oh, no, I... don't say it. If finally my best pal is in trouble, that I couldn't stand. I know, you got fired. No, I got worse trouble. I got to go to the hospital tomorrow. Huh? Yeah. Why, what's the matter, pal? Oh, if anything's wrong with you, you, my best friend, something incurable? <laughs> Yeah, tonsils. Tonsils? That's all? Well, ain't that enough? You got a nerve. Aggravating me over a couple of measly tonsils. <laughs> Stop wasting my time. Oh, yeah, you think it's nothing. What do you know about it, Gillis? I know plenty about surgery. Why, during a day goes by, I don't need all the obituary columns. <laughs> Why, taking out tonsils is a thing. Nothing to it. Any good doctor can perform that operation blindfolded. Blindfolded, huh? Well, if my doctor wants to get paid, he better pee. <laughs> You're in bad shape, Riley. Get this. Now relax, pal. There's nothing to it. Uh, it's easy for you to say. Did you ever have your tonsils taken out? No, but believe me, I'd be glad to if I had the opportunity. Boy, would I love to go to a hospital and stay overnight. 24 wonderful hours away from my wife. <laughs> Some wife. Ether is better. <laughs> yeah, well, I like my wife. She's cute. And I like my tonsils, too. They're cute. Tiny thing you had this way. Huh? More. Yeah. I want to tell you something to your face. Uh, You're a coward. Who's a coward? Then stop talking. If the doctor says you got to do it, you got to do it. The whole thing takes a minute. That's all? Why, sure. They put you to sleep. They open your mouth. They take a very sharp instrument. Uh, down your throat it goes. Very uh, delicate. Flash, flash. Rip, rip. It's Oh! 
Oh, well, I... Let me relieve your mind, pal. You know that Mrs. Bennett on the next block, she's uh, my wife's best friend. Well, she had her tonsils taken out, and the next day she was given a party. And she didn't invite my wife. The next day, eh? Well, sure, don't take my word for it. Go ask the woman. She'll give you courage. I don't need courage, Gillis, and you stop making cracks. It'll be a dark and stormy day when Chester A. Riley has to go to some helpless woman for courage. But I'll go just to be neighbors. <laughs> Yes, sir? Uh, is, is Mrs. Bennett in? Uh, yes, sir. Who shall I say is called? Riley. Chester A. Riley. I, I live down the street. Mrs. Bennett was in the hospital, and I... Uh, the same thing is going to happen to me, and... Well, you know, I, I want to give her advice. I, I just... Oh, I see. Uh, come in, please. Okay. I'll tell Mrs. Bennett you're here. Who is that, Matilda? It's uh, Mr. Riley from down the block, ma'am. He must have heard about you giving birth to the twins, and I think he wants some advice. Oh, I guess his wife is expecting. <laughs> I guess so, ma'am. Well, then, you better finish feeding the twins, and I'll go see him. I know how nervous the prospective father can be. <laughs> how do you do, Mr. Riley? Oh, hello, Mrs. Bennett. Oh, please don't get up, Mr. Riley. I realize what a strain you must be going through. Yeah, well, I, I am kind of worried, but uh, mostly on account of my wife. <laughs> oh, and naturally, after all, it is your wife's problem, too, isn't it? Yeah. Why couldn't this have happened when I was single? <laughs> well, at least you're retaining your sense of humor. Now, I realize how upset you must be. But, but just remember now, this sort of thing happens every day. Now, take my case. I had two of them. Well, don't everybody have two? <laughs> but now that it's all over, my husband and I are so happy. Would you like to see them? See them? You, you, you mean you brought them home with you? <laughs> and you know something? I can't tell one from the other. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that, that don't worry me. I'm leaving mine in a hospital. Oh. oh, don't say that. You'll love them, just like I love mine. You know, my husband can't wait to get home each night and play with them. <laughs> what? 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 Well, you don't say. <laughs> Come inside. I'll let you hold one. Hold one? In my bare hands? Oh, oh you'll have to use both hands, Mr. Riley. They're quite large, you know. Large? How large? Oh, oh they each weigh seven pounds. Heaven. Heaven. My boy. And they eat like little piggies. They eat. <laughs> Lady, what kind of tonsils did you have? They should be in Vaudeville. Tonsils? What are you talking about? I'm talking about my tonsils. i got to have them taken out. And... Tonsils? Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> the maid said that, so I thought that... Oh, dear. I had my tonsils out a year ago. I was talking about my two baby girls. I just had twins. 
Right way? <laughs> yes. Uh, congratulations, madam. Riley, dear, it's getting late. It's time you started to the hospital. Yeah, I know. But first, I got something to say to my family. Peg, you sit down here. But you'll be late. Junior, you sit here and bed you here. Oh, Daddy, what's this all about? Oh, I got something to read to you. It's in this envelope. It says, Hester A. Riley, his last will and custody. <laughs> to be read after his funeral. So now I'll read it. Oh, Riley. <laughs> will you please stop this? It's ridiculous. Well, sure, Pat, you're not going to kick off. Don't be so pessimistic. <laughs> now, listen. I, Chester A. Riley, a sound body... <clears throat> To, uh, to hereby cut up my entire estate to wit and ergo. <laughs> to peg my beloved wife, I leave outright my entire bank account, which has always been in her name. <laughs> also, for the past year, I have been kind of holding out a certain sum each week from my salary. Riley. And for emergency, I want my dear wife to have this. $15. Which she will find in the radio behind the third tube from the back. Oh, Daddy, please. Don't interrupt, Dad. For my beloved son and pal, Junior, I leave my good name. Is that all? Junior. I ain't finished. Also, I leave him my shoe trees that I got for Christmas, which he will find in my sneakers. And to my darling daughter, Beth, who in the years to come won't have her father's protection hand to guide her when she goes out with boys, I leave these two words. Watch out. <laughs> Signed, sealed, and delivered, Tester A. Rand. Well, those were my last words. Well, I hope so. Of all the nonsense I ever heard. Now, come on, you're late. Yeah, I'm coming. Goodbye, Junior. Be a good boy. Take care of your sister. Goodbye, Betsy. Take care of your brother. Oh, you'll be okay, Pa. Of course, Dad. Riley, are you coming? Wait. Let me take one last look at my family. Don't move. <laughs> Stay where you are. Oh, seeing you all like this, it brings a great big lump up in my throat. That's your tonsils. <laughs> now, come on, and let's get him out. to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. And our brave hero was in the hospital waiting to have a simple tonsil operation. But that's not the way Riley sees it. The way he's acting up, you'd think he was about to undergo the most dangerous operation in the annals of surgery. And right now, our patient is driving his nurse slightly insane. Send me, nurse. Water, water. Nurse, take my pulse. I Did just you? took your pulse, Mr. Riley, and it's normal. Now, stop worrying. You're perfectly normal. I am not normal. I know myself better than you two. Oh, <laughs> Why did I ever come here? Why did I ever let that doctor see my tonsil? Next time, I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> now, just relax. My goodness, the way you act, you think you were going to die. Oh, I like to look ahead. <laughs> Where's my late wife? She should have been back long ago. She went out for some lunch. She'll be here when you get back from the operating theater. Theater? Nothing doing. They ain't selling tickets to look at me. <laughs> That's what they call the surgery room. Well, now I better get you ready. Ready? You mean my time has come? 
I'm going to give you something for your nerves, and you'll feel better. Here, let me have your arm. No, wait a minute. You mean you're going to stab me with that dagger? This is just a hypodermic needle, and it won't hurt a bit. Just turn your head, and it'll be over before you know it. Now close your eyes. Oh! Get back in bed. All I did was swab your arm with alcohol. Now, life, Jill, please. Okay. Well, why don't you do it and get it over with? Oh, it's all done, Mr. Riley. I told you it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I guess the needle wasn't very sharp. Now, you just lie there and relax. The orderlies will come and get you with a stretcher in a few minutes. Who is it? It is I. It's the owner. The friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, that's all I need now. Come in, Digger. You can stay five minutes, sir. Thank you, dear Miss Nightingale. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Oh, Digger, I feel terrible. Perhaps these flowers I brought you will cheer you up. They're my favorite kind. Crocus. <laughs> Digger, tell me. Do you know anybody who had their tonsils taken off? Oh, yes. A very good friend of mine had his removed some time ago. Well, how did he make that? How is he? He must be fine. I haven't heard from him. <laughs> now, don't worry about the operation, Riley. They put you to sleep. The doctor does his work. And you're finished. And when you're ready to leave the hospital, I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> You'll be waiting for me? My vehicle will be at the back entrance. I'll help them lift you into it. No. No, you can't make me. No. Why waste money on a taxi when you can drive home in my new station wagon? Oh, that wagon. Well, I'll take it. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Miss Riley, it's time for our little operation. Now just roll over on this dresser here. Come on, now lie down. No. No, I changed my mind. I want to go home. <laughs> This nonsense, Mr. Riley. Lie down. Nurse, allow me. If I can't get him to lie down, nobody can. <laughs> Nurse, where am I? You're in the operating room. We're waiting for the anesthetic. Why don't they operate now and give me the anesthetic right here? Oh. oh, I had to ask to be transferred to surgery. I wasn't happy on the psychopathic ward. <laughs> Where's my, where's my family? They're waiting in the green room. Now, please, try to go to sleep. Oh, let me. I'll stand awake to make sure that doctor knows what he's doing. I ain't taking any change. Oh, nurse. Yes. Oh, Dr. Rolls, are you ready for Mr. Riley? Riley? Yes, this case here. He's asleep. Oh, yes, the tonsillectomy. You know, I've got a serious emergency that just came in. I don't think I'll get to Riley till late this afternoon. Better take him right back to his room. Yes, doctor. <laughs> Mom, come on. I just saw Neil pop into his room. Oh, I'm glad the operation's over. I'm certainly with quick. Well, I hope Daddy's all right. Here's the door. Let's go in. Oh, the cool thing, cool thing. It's the anesthetic. I guess it takes the dope a while to wear off. 
alone after an operation? Oh, thank you. Riley, dear. It's me, Peg. Oh, where am I? Back in your room, dear. The operation's all over. It's over? Yes. How do you feel? Oh, my throat. <laughs> it doesn't hurt much, Pop. It's agony, but I can take it. Oh, the pain. <laughs> we better call the doctor. No, no, I'll suffer in silence. Oh, the pain. Here, take a sip of this water, dear. No, I can't swallow. Oh, and try, Pop. He prays it might help you. Okay, I'll try. Another tip. Okay. Hey, now it didn't hurt at all. Oh, uh, and you don't sound so hoarse, dear. You sound more like a dog, Daddy. Yeah. Hey, I feel fine. I tell you, this modern surgery is wonderful. Oh, I'm so glad you came through it all right. Now, you see, Peg, you were worried over nothing. <laughs> what are you for? I don't understand how I listen, Peg, uh, about my will, I got I was only kidding about that fifteen dollars. <laughs> but there ain't any going on radio. Uh, oh, there isn't now. I've got it right here in my bag. I wait a minute. Hello, Mr. Riley. Oh, hello, Doctor Oates. How are you feeling? Great, Doc. Great. You really know your business. Oh, thank I you. Feel good enough to go home right now. That's fine. All right, orderlies, you can bring that stretcher in now. <laughs> hey, Doc, I don't need no stretcher to take me to the bus. Here, <laughs> <laughs> quite a car. Now let's go up to the operating room. Uh, operating room? Well, Doc, I, I thought the operation was all over. I wish it were. I'm so tired, I can't see straight. <laughs> you mean that I... The truth? That I... What a revolting development this is. <laughs> Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Until we meet again, in the words of Jules Renard, laziness is nothing more than the habit of resting before you get tired.